Hello everyone and welcome back to our podcast, Wait Let Me Call My System. Today I'm back with a solo episode and I put it out on my Instagram for my followers as well as my social sister followers to put some subjects, some topics, things that you want to know, things that you want us to cover and talk about. So today I'm going to be talking all about when I lived in Dubai. It's from Jessica. Jessica requested this podcast episode. And yeah, like I'm really excited to talk about Dubai, to be honest, because I think that was such a monumental time in my life. I was there for five years and I often get asked, you know, more about how it was living in Dubai. What did I do when I was there? And I guess so many people also want to know for when they're traveling there or even moving there. So this is an episode that's been a long time coming. I also feel like based on previous episodes, maybe I've not spoke much about the fun times in Dubai, only about the things which sort of happened, which were a key turning point and like a moment that has, you know, changed the course of my life and got me to where I am today, thankfully. But you know, more the, I'd say the the negative, you know, things that had happened when I was living there. So this is going to be a totally different energy and vibe, all the amazing things that I love about Dubai. And yeah, so let's get right into it. So I moved to Dubai, I moved to Dubai when I was about I think I was 23. So I graduated uni when I was 21, went and spent some time in LA, traveling around America. My intention was really to live there, but I don't know about if if anyone knows like how hard it is to get like a visa and things over there. Like I literally had to leave and party and everything. I was like, I'm never coming back. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to move to America. And you can only go there on like an Esther for 90 days. So I came back after 90 days and then was just really like, oh, where do I want to live? And I ended up moving to London. So I got a job um, in a men's tailored suit company. And I'm definitely going to do a whole other podcast on that like year that I spent in London because that was also like such a, I went through a lot. I, yeah, I went through a lot in that year, which now when I look back, it's like, that's how I ended up in Dubai you know, I don't want to just like go straight into life in Dubai. How I ended up there was from this really awful year of living in London, having a boss that basically really tricked me. You know, he was like a really fraudulent like man. He used to withhold my pay. He used to like, honestly, I was, I went to London with like such high expectations, like, yay, can't wait to live in like the big city. I'd spent pretty much all of my fourth year in uni coming down to London most weekends with my friends, partying, you know, really feeling like, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be great. Like all the experiences I'd had in London before that had been fun. And yeah, living here was a completely different story. I didn't know London that well. So 
I'd got like a room share in West London, but I was actually working by Tower Bridge. So my commute was like over an hour, way over an hour actually. And yeah, like I thought I was joining this like well-established business. That's how it all seemed on, you know, the interview and things like that. And then the more I got into it, I realized it was basically just me and this one man. He was Ghanaian man. And yeah, just really, I want, is torture, (laughs) is torture too much of a strong word? But honestly, like that is how I felt. I felt like I was getting like mentally tortured, very um, culture shock, but also like I was very isolated. I was very lonely. As I said, my commute was like really long and I... I started like to to get some regular really bad habits like not eating I don't know if that was like you know when I've learned about like neurological programming in the brain and I haven't learned too much about eating disorders and things like that but I've read that people who some people who do have eating disorders it's almost like a form of control like well I can't control this part of my life so I'm going to control what's going into my body and I do think there was an aspect of that coming into you know into play there because I was so out of out of like the loop with being able to control my finances and he really controlled like what I did outside of work um as well like honestly this will be like an episode in itself for sure because I'm not even scratching scratching the surface but now if I was the woman I am now like that just wouldn't have went down like that just wouldn't have happened at all but I think like I so badly wanted my life in London to work I so badly wanted like to be successful in my job and you know I really just had so much like passion and drive but ultimately I should I should have left that job like a month or two into it but I was there for just over six months uh but in them six months like I fainted multiple times on the tube I fainted in the bank once and ended up in Sir Thomas Hospital for over a week having like transfusions and being on attached to all drips because all of my vitamins and everything was so low and my minerals and nutrients So yeah, that was like a really tough, tough time where it got to the point where I was like, I don't want to move back to the Wirral, like Merseyside. Where can I go? What can I do? Like, and then basically what happened was um, my brother's partner at the time had shared with me about a girl that she knew that is living in Dubai and is looking for people to go and work in like this bar lounge and I'd never thought of it as myself but I was sharing it on like my LinkedIn and Facebook and things at the time being like if anyone's interested in this you know contact my sister-in-law at the time and the penny kind of dropped honestly about three months later when I was just like I need to get out of this job this apartment this city I'd also had like I guess the 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 space I was in, I was looking for someone to try and maybe like try and fix my life. So I was going into like relationships really with like my heart on my sleeve, thinking that like <laughs> everyone was the one when they wasn't. And there was just no aspect of like my life that was going well in London. I didn't really have many friends. Like, so then I would like latch on to 
someone that would give me interest and then that would fail and I'd be broken hearted and then my job wasn't going well and then my outgoing to more than my, my income and I just so badly wanted it all to work but obviously I was doing it from a place of force everything that I know now like you know I just wouldn't be in that situation but we live and we learn we grow through what we go through and had that year in London not been so like <laughs> awful then maybe I would never have moved to Dubai. So I moved to Dubai. I, I kind of just said to my um, my sister-in-law at the time, you know, like, what about me? Like, is this something that I could do? And she was like, uh, yeah. So I basically, long story short, sorry, just having a little sip of chamomile tea. Long story short, I ended up getting the job. It was around like the same era that the movie Taken was like coming out. And I said to my mum and dad, like, and they all knew like how much of a shit time I'd had in London, probably not to the extent um, of how bad it actually was. But like when, when like friends from up north would come down to London and see how like bad I had it in terms of just like how much I was riddled with anxiety. Like I used to... Oh, the like that was when anxiety really, really started to kick in. Like I'd had it pretty much all through university, I would say, but it got really bad that year when I when I lived in London and I was very like isolated. I even started like smoking and things like that. Like I remember telling my boyfriend now, Ty, that like you know when I was in London, I started like drinking more and I was even smoking and. It's all just things which are just so not me, but I was just really trying to, God, I don't know, find some sort of feelings or emotions and happiness in, 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 I don't know. I don't know what, but honestly, that year in London, the amount of stories and things I could share, yeah, you just wouldn't believe. But anyway, so that's what led me on to moving to Dubai, where I was just like, oh my God, get me out of this town, out of this city, out of this situation, out of this life. And if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, I've shared about how I used to very much see like moving countries, moving apartments, very much as an escape, like I'm going to find happiness in the next place or the next home or the next, you know, situation with a guy. Not realizing that like, it all comes from working on yourself. It all comes from within. We can't find that happiness in a club, in a drink. Definitely not in my box of cigarettes. Like, I don't know what the hell I was thinking there. I don't even think that I was finding happiness in them. I was just so bored and isolated and on my own all the time. God, I don't know what place I was in. But anyways, you know, not going to find it in a new relationship or anything. So I moved to Dubai it was very like one of them where my family, I was telling them like, you know, so I've got this job. It's this amount a month. Um, they literally pick me up from the airport. They get my flight. <laughs> the house, everything is included. Like my mom and dad were literally like, this sounds too good to be true. Like the building where I was moving to was called Manchester Tower. And they were like, it's like they just made that up knowing that you're flying from Manchester Airport. Like, B, this doesn't sound legit. Like, what the hell? Like who, you're going from Manchester Airport, you're landing and they're taking you to a building called Manchester Tower. Like this sounds like it's all 
told us to lie and I was just so low that I was like I don't care like I'm going so I went and it wasn't a lie (laughs) I didn't get kidnapped although when I landed I was so scared like when I landed there was a guy there to pick me up and you know it wasn't like some driver with like a sign or um like who even seemed like he was like at work like he just had like normal clothes on and we just got into like a normal car so I was thinking like oh my god am I like literally getting kidnapped and gonna die and my phone wouldn't work because I don't know your phone doesn't work in the Middle East unless you've set it up in advance I don't know but I was just like oh my god can I use your phone so I just thought if I am about to die like at least I can call my mum and dad now and he said yeah and he actually turned out to be really lovely and he ended up being like the driver that would take us to work every single day and he was really nice but obviously when I first landed I was just like oh my god where's he taking me I've never I I might I add I'd never been to Dubai before as well so even though I knew that the apartment was going to be in Dubai Marina I didn't know like how long the journey was or I didn't know like if we had to go on the motorway or not. I hadn't really done my research to be fair. And yeah, he dropped me off. I went in and it was like a two, no, three bedroom apartment. All the other girls that I was going to be living with were at work at the time. And then I, I think I went to work the next day. So I'd gone from being like super isolated in London to now living like shared in a room with another girl. And obviously the other two rooms, they had two girls in. So basically like there's six of us living in this apartment next door. Well, pretty much the whole floor was taken by the company that we were working for. So it was like going back to like uni, going back to like halls days when you're literally living in like a big group. Everyone's kind of like the same age, all having fun. And honestly, it was like as much as it was like a shock, it was just what I needed. Like all the girls were lovely. We got on so well, like the job. I really enjoyed it, even though it was like long hours and working through the night. I worked in like a bar lounge. I quickly... um got promoted as well I wouldn't say a promoted but like I started off as like a hostess on the door and then pretty quickly I moved to like the reservations team so I was also doing like some day shifts and things like that and I just really fell in love with Dubai I fell in love with how safe it was I fell in love with just how easy life was like I'd gone from being in such like a struggle hustle breaking down like energy and vibe of London where like bills and everything was just at the forefront of my mind and don't get me wrong I know that that is life but like I was so young and I was being treated like by my boss like a little bit as though I was like there's something on the bottom of his shoe and it was not like a normal boss like relationship like I would never get paid on time and you know all things like that so I'd gone from just being so on edge and anxious all the time to then being like wow, like everything's tax-free in Dubai. Like I get a lift to work. We get tips pretty much every single um, day or like at the end of each week. I get, a you know, a salary. I don't really have anything to pay for. Like the house, everything was included, health insurance included. As I said, transport to and from work included. So it was just like going from 
one end of the spectrum to the other and I could just breathe and relax and just like be a young woman, be a young girl and like live. So I started off like my life in Dubai, not really going out much. I guess I'd gone out so much in London and like in my uni days that like I was just happy to just not be living on eggshells, to be honest. And, you know, I got French friends like with the girls and we would have like nights in and it was just honestly the best. And yeah, I really loved that period. But I would say after around six months of being in that job, I realized like there's so much opportunities here and had I'd been to university like I had high standards and expectations for myself so I was like I'm gonna look for a job where you know something I can work my way up basically so I started applying for jobs I not long after basically got a job that was like triple the wage that I was on at the ball lounge um and I have my own apartment so I wasn't sharing with anyone and when I look back now like this was very much on paper what looked good and sounded good but when I started that job I then felt feelings of how I used to feel in London like I was very isolated again there wasn't any you know girls in the office I was living alone again. And although that sounds great and being like, wow, you had an apartment paid for by the company. Like I went back to being very lonely and isolated because all the friends that I'd made in the bar lounge job were, they were basically working off an evening and I was working off a day. So it was like, we'd gone on like opposite, you know, clocks. And it was, it was then hard to make time and see them and things like that. And it just really that was like a hard, hard time for me. It was like I'd gone back to being alone and isolated again. But then, you know, I had more money and freedom. So it was like a bit of a catch-22. But I know uh, when this podcast episode was requested, it was also about like places to go. Did I meet people when I was there and things like that? And absolutely I did. I would say towards the latter end of living in Dubai when I launched I saw it first and then I was around a lot more um you know girls I was having a lot more um what's the word like a social life but in terms of like going and hosting events for the brand and hosting pop-up shops hosting ladies days or exhibiting at ladies days I met a lot more friends so I'll come to that shortly but I would say the first um, two years when I was in like the bar lounge and then when I was in the, you know, the marketing job, which I got the office job where I was then quite isolated. I would say they was probably the hardest, even though at that time I was just I was so happy. I was so happy because I was not in London anymore and I could just be like I didn't have to worry about like bills and things like that so I just felt totally like relaxed in my body but don't get me wrong like there were still so many fun times and yes I did meet people I met one of my best best friends when I moved into the apartment on my own there was a salon just down the road called blowout and she actually owns the salon with her sister and I've been going to the salon here and there 
getting my nails done and my eyebrows threaded and what have not. And then one day, one of the sisters, she asked me if I would be a model because she was actually a makeup artist. And we just literally hit it off from there. Like we did loads of makeup looks, loads of content and pictures. And I was super isolated at the time. Like I did not know any other girls because the office job where I was working, like, although I knew a lot of girls because I was working in like the marketing of the business and like it was the marketing for a lot of bar lounges hotels I they wasn't like my friends you know so I didn't really do much outside of work like weekends I would just spend being at home like on my own which is I was so used to that from being in London but now when I look back like I just want to give her like a big hug because I was so so alone but it didn't even cross my mind ever to move back home or anything like I was just so adamant that I was going to make it work and yeah so I met Zara she's still one of my best friends till today we literally was on the phone yesterday for about an hour we did a podcast episode as well um, her name is Zara Kazam. It's about three or four episodes. The first episode that went live this year, 2023. And yeah, like we really hit it off. We got really close. Once then I launched, I saw it first. And I was like, obviously selling women's clothing. I had a lot of customers that were like regular and I would go over to their homes and I would uh, bring all the new like dresses and all the new bikinis. Well, all the new stuff basically to their houses and then I got really close with Joanna, who I actually also was on the phone to for ages yesterday, who is my friend who lives in Sweden. And we got really close, like we traveled a lot together to Barcelona and just like had the best, best times. And yeah, that's when I really feel like my life in Dubai started to happen, started to be a more balanced life where before it was very like, well, I've been to university, I need to get a good job. But that was at the, what's the word? Like the detriment of then having a social life because I put myself again in a situation where I was in a company that was predominantly dominated by men. And I didn't really have the opportunity to make any friends. But now knowing what I know, like I would have took myself to yoga classes like put myself in situations where I could meet friends but I guess my confidence everything was so low from the year that I'd had living in London that those ideas just didn't even come to my mind I I was too shy I was too like scared worried self-conscious everything my self-esteem was so low that it didn't even really cross my mind to try and like go out and make friends to be honest with you I was almost waiting for the friends to find me even though I was not really leaving the house so when Zara asked me to be a makeup model and we just really hit it off and then when you know I would have certain regular clients for I saw it first where it would be like rather than order online I would I would go and do like you know private home visits for them they became my friends and then yeah like I want to say that was like such a, a key turning point for me when like, like I said, like life really started to happen in Dubai when it was more of like a rounded life, when I started like experiencing all the things that Dubai has to offer. Now, don't get me wrong, in those first couple of like years and months, I used to have a lot of visitors, 
Like Dubai is the sort of place where when you live there, there's always someone that you know visiting like literally every month. Whether it was like a friend of mine or a friend of one of my sisters or my, a family member, like my cousin Rakea, we both live in London now. And honestly, I used to see her more when I used to live in Dubai. She used to come that often. So there was still like a couple of weeks here and there where I would have like the, the best, best time because I would have like people that I was comfortable with, friends coming to visit me and family members coming to visit me and we would literally have a ball. So it wasn't like I was totally living this like sheltered life, not knowing what's going on. But at the same time, I didn't have like a life once family members or friends left. And I used to always get such like, I'd be in such a low place when people would leave. And do you know what? Like knowing all what I know now, these are just key signs. These are just key, you know, I guess as well, like it wasn't as big and working on yourself and personal development wasn't all at the, as big as it is now. So it wasn't like I would really talk about how I was feeling with anyone. Now, don't get me wrong. I've always been into the secret and law of attraction and things, even at that time where I had an inner knowing and in a trust that like, no, it's all going to be fine. Like this is just this period and it's all going to be fine. Like I've always had that optimism, even though I've been through so much. So that's how life kind of was. And one of the questions that also Jess and I asked was like places to go. And do you know what? Like podcasts like this, where it's out now, but people are going to listen to it for the next however many years. And I have, I've only been to Dubai once since I moved back home, which I think I moved back in 2018. So I haven't been living there for like four or five years now everything's changed like I went on holiday to Dubai in 2021 on my own on like a soul searching trip because I knew I had a lot to heal there from things that had happened and honestly so much had changed like there was places that I was like oh I'll go there and it was doesn't even exist anymore so um, I don't want to recommend places as such just like I absolutely loved going out in Dubai like it felt super safe like once I got friends that were like one of my best friends Joanna she was a club promoter I mean more like a concierge to be fair she's not going to be very happy if I say she was a club promoter (laughs) she was like a concierge a luxury concierge that booked like restaurants hotels villas tables in clubs and all things like that and we used to have the best best times like when we go out we would go to beach clubs clubs have gorgeous gorgeous dinners and obviously I was working like in fashion and all being like in the in that lifestyle you know the business really took off and that did really help and boost the business as well so I was like loving life you know from what I thought I felt like I was living my best life now when I look back like I did have a lot of dark moments and times And I did get into like relationships for the wrong reasons, like at that time, like really seeking like love. Um, But, you know, I I had no level of self-love and and things at that time as well. So we definitely grow through what we go through. But yeah, like I I wouldn't want to start recommending places simply because I don't even know if they're there anymore. But Dubai Marina is, you know, absolutely 
gorgeous like you can walk around there's a free beach Jamira Beach residence JBR and it's got like so many restaurants and just like lunch spots then you've got downtown Dubai which is where the Burj Khalifa is and Dubai Mall which is a lot more like where all of the clubs and the restaurants where you'll get dressed up to go to and then there's like even just outside of Dubai you can drive like I think it's a couple of hours to Oman and be literally, you feel like you've gone to the moon. Like it's the most gorgeous, like scenery, and you can do like mountain trekking. And honestly, like when I was moving to Dubai, I'd never even been on holiday there, but I'd saw like pictures. And you know, there's this stigma of what Dubai is like, I suppose, about being super luxury and all about designer and things like that. But I wouldn't say it's any more bougie than anywhere else like yeah there's that crowd and yeah there is like a lot of wealthy people in Dubai but there is in London there is in New York there is in LA um I would say Dubai is one of those places I've been to where everything is super accessible like I remember when I went to LA it was like over an hour to get to a beach and I'm not talking like an hour just down like in streets it was like full-blown like basically like driving from Liverpool to Manchester just to get to a beach I think even longer to be honest where Dubai is like it's quite small like I used to live in um, Marina and then I moved to TCOM which is now called Barsha Heights I believe and then I moved to Sports City when I got my own place uh, when I was no longer working for anyone I was obviously working for myself I saw it first and to get to Marina from there was like 15 minutes to get to downtown was about 20 minutes like to get to Maidan where like some clubs are and the race courses was like 20 minutes you know the beach everything is was super close and I love that about Dubai too so I would say you know if you're gonna live there then you can live just you don't have to live in like the tourist areas at all like sports city motor city where I lived was was so nice I don't know what it's like there now but yeah like there's there's just so much opportunity there Two, I two of my friends I think I'm moving back there this year and like I'm just like hmm like I would love to split my time between places it's not that I get like bored of the daily routine it's just like I know there is more to life out there like I have lived in different countries pretty much my whole life like I lived in Lanzarote as part of my uni course when I my third year of uni um you know I did a sandwich course where you can basically go and work in industry for a year and I chose to go abroad now I applied for jobs in Mexico I applied for jobs in New Zealand where else? Like I applied for jobs. I think even like one on a cruise in the Caribbean, but basically you apply for like the hotel group, which I didn't realize at the time. Like I was just thinking, oh, they've got hotels here and there. Like I will get to choose or I don't know. But anyways, I applied to go abroad and the job that I had an interview in New Zealand and I didn't get that one. And it was really getting to like the end of where if you didn't have a placement, you would have just had to go straight into your fourth year, your dissertation year. And I was adamant I wanted to go abroad. Like I was like, no. So I ended up getting like, oh, let me add this in as well. I actually went to a fortune teller for the first time. 
and the and I wasn't even actually I wasn't even meant to be getting like my fortune told I I was the only one that drove in uni at the time out of our friend group and my two friends Ashley and Erica they had um booked to go and see a fortune teller and I was like oh maybe you know if I come he can do me as well I'll drive us let's go it was quite far out to Manchester and we went and anyway regard like I went in as well and he picked me first like he was like you know let's basically like I don't know like he was just like yeah I, I really need to speak to you kind of thing and I was like oh like I'm not even booked anyways I can't remember the full like what everything that he said but he said that I was going to go and live in Lanzarote and I was just like Lanzarote I'd never even like heard of the place I thought that it was like a bit like not chavy but you know just like where people go on the Hindus like Tenerife and I was just like Lanzarote I only knew of it because my godmother and godfather had like gone there quite often when I was younger and I was just like I haven't even applied for a job in Lanzarote like this is so random and he was like yeah you're gonna go somewhere that's pretty much hot all year round like he said like a volcanic place and he was like hmm where is it where is it and and I was thinking I don't know like and I was thinking hot all year round I know that it's not hot all year round in New Zealand and I was like volcanic what the hell like what is he talking about and anyways he was and he was like have you ever been to Lanzarote and I was like no and he was saying like he goes there and he loves it and all this and I just thought nothing of it I kid you not I don't know if it was the next day or two days later I got offered a placement literally just before like it was going to close where if I didn't get a placement, I wouldn't have been able to go. And it was for Lanzarote. And I was just like, I looked at the hotel and I, and it was like some three-star self-catering hotel. And I was just like, not really what I envisioned, but I'll take it because this guy said that I'm going to go there and what have not. I called up Ashley. I can't remember if I called Erica but I was like, what the actual F? Like, I've been offered a, a placement in Lanzarote and the guy said the other day, and we were all just literally dying. Anyways, totally digressed there. But anyway, I went, I ended up going to Lanzarote and as much as like when I first got there, I was like, oh my God, like what have I done? I was basically, it had nothing to do with my university course. Like I had studied events and business management. I was basically now working in a restaurant and pool bar in a three-star, like, really not nice like self-catering apartment style hotel but like the team was gorgeous I really loved my boss to the point where like I was crying my eyes out when I had to leave there was another girl on a placement there doing the exact same like I was and she was from Ireland and we really clicked you know it was it really shaped me into the woman who I am now opened up my eyes to new cultures and like the fact that you you don't have to live like in the UK and that my mum always says like that year living abroad really got give me like the itch you know the I can do and be anything that I want to be and I really had that in me until I went to London and got literally mind effed by <laughs> the men's tailored to company boss but anyways and yeah so I always had this like you know I want to I want to live I want to live abroad and that's still in me today where I'm like yes I love London but I absolutely want to be more free where you know my business I can take it wherever I want and don't get me wrong I can do that now 
I can coach my clients from wherever in the world. When I was in Bali last year, I was getting up at 3 a.m. <laughs> to coach my clients. And yeah, like the the time difference is not an issue. It's more like my social sister is still a baby and I want to do a lot more events and women's circle teacher training. So then we've got women in our sisterhood who can hold the space for other women on our behalf. And yeah, like I really envision in the next couple of years that I don't think it will be like holiday homes as such, but just being able to be a lot more free and travel for, you know, a month or two or three at a time and then still have the base to come back to in, in London. But honestly, living in Dubai, like there is so much opportunity there, like so much, like I would love nothing more than to like, book a circle and be able to host like a circle and a retreat in Dubai and then go to Bali and do the same and then come back go back to Dubai and then come back to London like that's how I really envision my life to be that's how I am creating my life to be and it's gonna happen but honestly anyone who's listening to this who is wondering like should I go on holiday to Dubai should I go move to Dubai like there is so much opportunity there and I know I've shared some things that happened like which aren't so nice or would make you question like the safety of living there but honestly that man was a British man you know so it's got nothing to do with like the country um or like you know the the people that live there that can happen anywhere and honestly Dubai is one of the safest places where you can just walk down the street as a woman like I can't do that in London where can you do that like in the UK or in Europe like you can't it's super safe everyone is so lovely everyone is so happy like the culture of the people of Dubai and like the laws and you know the religion is all like like you don't get people being angry at you in the cars in Dubai like don't get me wrong the roads are a bit crazy nothing like Turkey or any places in in like Bali oh my god the roads there but like it's a nice way of life like the lifestyle is relaxed the lifestyle is like we all help and support and be there for each other it's not like dog eat dog London which is was a breath of fresh air like when I moved there I think if you are thinking of moving to Dubai and maybe a bit worried about how you will meet and make friends it's about just being smarter you know when I got the job in the office I guess I was so like conditioned that, oh, I've been to university, so I need to get a good job. Like that I was almost, I left like the comfort and I left like the happiness that I had in the bar lounge job of like being and basically living like with friends and having neighbors next door and we all work together and we go around to each other's and we book days off the same and we go cotton in the desert like I was really living life but I was so conditioned like oh I've been to university I need to get like an office job where like I was happy you know I was happy in that job in the in the bar lounge and just now when I look back I'm like hmm, was was I doing it for the reason like I wasn't unhappy in that job it wasn't like I was like oh no like I need to leave here I was doing it because I was conditioned I was doing it because I was like well I can't go to uni for four years and then end up working in a bar lounge like why not doesn't mean it was going to be forever 
But anyways, it happened. I then obviously was super isolated, like on my own. And I had a, a friend at the time and we started, she was still working at the bar lounge and we started, um, I saw the first together. So everything kind of like fell into place where like being super isolated and feeling like what is life sat on the balcony in my office job like apartment that they provided like literally just thinking like there must be more to like life that's how I sort of first was like birthed and born so you can see how like everything does happen for a reason and everything leads us on to the next like lily pad to step on to get us to the other side of the pond where we're trying to get to and I wouldn't change a thing like I really wouldn't change a thing I don't know how helpful this podcast has been for if you are wanting to move to Dubai because I haven't really shared like where to go and what to do but feel free to like message me you know, I don't, I don't want this podcast to be too long because I like to keep my solo episodes shorter than the guest ones, just simply because I want to keep it to the point and below an hour so that, you know, you really get like the most engaging like part of me. And if you want to know more, then you can simply DM me and maybe do another podcast episode on it. Like, I really love serving the community. So if there are things that you want to know about me, if there are things that you want to know about my social sister, if there are things you want to know about the horrible job that I had in London, if there are things you want to know about, I saw it first, about living in Lanzarote, spending three months in LA, you know, all of these parts of my life, then just give me a message and I will dedicate a podcast to you. And yeah, like I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast episode. And yeah, I hope to hear from some of you because there's nothing more I love than like hearing what it is that you want to hear from me. I'm loving all of the messages. Like honestly, please keep messaging me and please keep tagging me when you are listening to the episodes. Honestly, it means so much. Like I can't even put into words when I get messages saying how like the pennies just dropped from something that I said or you're connecting all the dots or you feel like I'm speaking to your soul. Like honestly, I've just got goosebumps even saying that when I get those messages, it really makes my day. So I'm so, so thankful I really would love if you can also like leave a review or follow our podcast so that we can grow the podcast and reach more people as that's the aim, you know, to empower and connect and celebrate women, everything that it means to be a woman and just share our stories, share what has got us to this point, the things that we've been through, the ups, the downs, everything in between, because it's also important and it inspires it inspires everybody so I will end the podcast there but yeah just know that living in Dubai was such an amazing time like there is so many memories that I have of just living life like there's always something to do in Dubai like you go into the races you go to a beach club you go and it's do you know what like people used to always think that like me and all my friends were literally like millionaires but in Dubai it was as a woman like you were getting everywhere for free I don't know how it is now and like I mean 
I, you know, I do, but like ladies days were literally like 30 pounds and it was like unlimited food and drinks. Like for a woman, it's friggin' amazing. <laughs> and taxis are so cheap because obviously oil was so cheap. Like, honestly, I used to fill up my card in Dubai and it would be like 30 quid <laughs> and it would last for like ages. So yeah, like when I look back, but yeah, life was good. But me and all my friends still speak now and we're like, oh, if we all knew what we knew now and like everything that we've been through now, if we was all together living in Dubai again, how different it would be and how much like we would just have the best, best time now. Because we always just like run and run and havoc. <laughs> we was just doing our best at the time, but we all had so many ups and downs. But this is the power of sisterhood, even though I didn't even know the word sisterhood at that time. Like I could not have lived in Dubai so long without my group of friends. So shout out to you all. You all know who you are and I love you so much. And yeah, I can't wait for us all to be back in Dubai this year. We're going to make it happen. And yeah, I, I just, God, if anyone's listening to this, who's wondering, should I move abroad for a little bit? Should I like, the thing is the UK is not going anywhere. This used to always be my like level of optimism. I'd be like, if it doesn't work out, I can just move home. Like I literally had a leaving party, like a leaving party to go and move to America. And I was back home in three months time. Was I embarrassed or shy? I don't even think I was. I think I was just like, oh, it didn't work out. Where should I go now? Like I used to be so like that. <laughs> And then life obviously got in the way and all things like that and things happened. And then I really went into a shell and now I'm back. So yeah, like book the ticket, <laughs> book the ticket, like get, apply for the jobs, maybe not book the ticket, apply for the jobs, like seek out the opportunities and you just never know what will come from it. Just because you have an interview doesn't mean you need to take the job. Just because you like talk to some people or put the feelers out of like, how is it to live in Dubai? Like, where would I live? If you start like looking at apartments or like, doesn't mean you need to move there. Like open up your havingness levels. I say this to my clients all the time that are like, oh, I could do that. Or I could, oh no, I can't do that. And I'm like, how do you know you can't do it? Have you looked into it? Like I was adamant in 2020 that I wanted to move to Bali. And then a coach that I had at the time, Ellie, she was like, have you looked into what it takes to move there? And I was like, no. And she was like, well, how do you know you can't go next month if you wanted to? And I was like, that's true. You know, so and then I after looking into it, I really realized, like, actually, I don't want to live there. I think I just want to go on holiday there and like do some soul searching and like have a trip there. Once I looked at like the way of life and I'd have to drive around on like a moped and it rains for X amount of months a year, all this, I was like, oh, I don't think I want to live there actually. So when you open up your happiness level, see what it actually costs to live somewhere. See how, like how easy is it to get a visa? Like when you get there, you know, what are the things that you need in order to bring and survive? What's the cost of living? Like look into all of these things because we always presume something is so out of reach. But the thing is, like, even if you think, okay, yeah, I can probably go next year. If you do not know what it costs or what the steps are in order to make that happen, that year will never come. That year will then end up the year after. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you think, okay, I will go in a year's time, still look into what it's actually going to take and 
how much you need to be saving or what it is that you need to be doing now, taking them aligned action so that it actually is one year. And that's why I love working with a coach for accountability, because even if you are planning and setting things up for six months time, a year's time, doing your five year plan, it's about not just saying like, oh, yeah, in five years, I'll have this. It's like, okay, so what are we doing every single day, even if it's one percent closer each day to get to that point? Otherwise, one year never comes. Tomorrow never comes. So, yeah, I will leave it there. I've really loved recording this podcast, especially, you know, it's a close subject to my heart of like really following your desire and what it is that you want to do. And I can't wait to reference this podcast when I'm sat on the beach with all my friends in Dubai and being like, oh, yeah, just working. I remember I was recording this on a podcast. Or, oh yeah, just in Bali, came for the retreat. Remember when I was talking about this on a podcast? So I'm putting it out there. You should too. Open up your happiness levels and look into what it actually costs or what it takes to go to that place. Have in the back of your mind, the UK is going nowhere. If it fails, if you don't like it or whatever, it doesn't matter. You've still learned so many things. It's still been such an opportunity. And you can always move home or move to the next place. So I will leave it there. Thank you so, so much for listening. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Ben,